So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Ducker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isamone. The Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. He's going to make it here. Hey, we're back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Today, joining me, a man of many, many talents. I mean, I didn't even know you were a rapper before getting into all this. I just known you from the PC game. So, oh, that's funny. Um, we got John Hope in the building, otherwise known as Harrison uh Griggs, how do you say your last name? Grigsby. Grigsby. Yeah. All right, man. I mean, again, <laughs> well, how's it been, man? How you been? How you been doing? I mean, a lot of things have been going on for you in your life so far. So you know, give the people a little insight of what you've been doing. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, super excited to be here, man. Um, anytime, just to get uh, some good conversation in, um, is an opportunity to reflect on some of the things that I've done. So um, yeah, for those that don't know. Uh, my name is uh, Harrison Grigsby. Um, I also go by the name of John Hope. Uh, that's my stage name as an artist. Um, born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island, um, and uh, did a little bit of traveling. So I've lived in a number of different places: um, Richmond, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, lived in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, I'm a creative. Uh, I'm, I'm an. I'm a dad. I'm an educator. Um, yeah, man, you know, just, I feel like I do a lot of things, but you know, they're all centered around making people feel inspired, mm-hmm. you know? So whether it's hosting, whether it's music, whether it's acting content, whatever the case may be, my intention is for people to leave better than, you know, when I, when I met them. So. Right. And you know, you're from Rhode Island, like myself, from yeah. Providence. I mean, yeah. um, like I grew up here in Johnson, but uh, many people know you from the Friars games being there, right, man, yeah. and everything like that. So yeah. um, I wanted to know, you know, dig deeper in like your childhood. So when sure. you grew up, so yeah. um, I guess to start off, like, you know, what were the, some of the things that you pushed for, uh, you know, for yourself, you know, before heading into college, just like that early childhood stage for you? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, you ready? So, <laughs> yeah, man. So my childhood, man, um, was uh, very very fruitful, very colorful, if you will. That's mm-hmm. kind of the word that I always use. Um, I uh, I grew up in a, a single-parent household. My mother, um, she's amazing. Uh, she gave birth to three of us, so I'm the oldest of, of three. Um, my brother, uh, uh, Kevin, is also an athlete. Um, and my sister Mimi, um, she played a little bit of basketball as well. Um, went to Mount Pleasant. Both both my brother and sister went to Mount Pleasant. Then my brother transferred to PCD. I went to uh, St. Ray's um, in Pawtucket, and um, I've always been like a curious kid. Now that I have some, you know, space and time to kind of reflect, and um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no longer in survival mode. Like, I'm really thriving right now, so now I get to kind of look at, you know, the younger me and and just, you know, kind of see what, how he was moving. So, I I was always curious, 
Um, and uh, basketball was my thing. Yeah. You know, anybody that knows me knows that basketball was, you know, I was a big Charles Barkley fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Charles, I remember, I remember crying when John Paxson hit the three um, when the Bulls Oof. won. Yeah. Uh, against against uh against the Phoenix Suns. So I have always been passionate um but yeah, I had some I had some like like many of us do, I had some hurdles to overcome. Um I I was in foster care for a little bit. Um and but I eventually got reunited with my mother. Mm-hmm. But um I think when I look back, like I said, and kind of, you know, assess like how I grew up. I, I look at, you know, before and after, kind of like a BC type of thing. Yeah. Like, like there was before foster care and then there's after that. And I think after that, I just became extremely um, self-sufficient. Like, mm-hmm. just, just I, I, like, I didn't really trust a lot. And so I would be... You know, I had like a lot of different, like I had such a village of people. I was kind of a roamer, you know, like people, you know, different families and stuff kind of took me in. And so I had like this, this wealth of experience. Like I grew up in like, you know, um, low income housing. You know, I lived, I lived uh, on the North end of not too far from Providence College. Um, So I grew up in a housing complex called Arbor Glen. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh. And so I had like these two worlds, you know, I was living in, you know, this environment, which was rich, you know, and it was, and it was, um, you know, we didn't have a lot, you know, but, but we had community. Um, and, but the, you know, but then I would go to St. Ray's and see some of my affluent friends and things of that nature. So I was exposed to things, you know, between eight and two thirty, and then I'd come home and live in a, a, another type of, you know, a, a different type of way. And so I knew that curiosity, you know, kind of took me outside of, um, you know, from an imaginative standpoint, like, okay, there's more out there. So like, that was my always, that was my driving force, just that level of curiosity and that kind of spawned into sports and just, you know, creative writing and music and things of that nature. Right. So you said basketball was obviously your thing. Obviously you can tell by the room and that basketball is my number one thing too, you know, growing up. And, um, I want to know too, like you said, you were very curious when you were little, um, when did your mind like spark where you would find that passion to either be like, you know, a voice over like what you are now and like, you know, um, like an artist, all those, all those different types yeah. of things. When did you start to figure out like oh, what you wanted to do? Man, it was all sort of like simultaneous. Like yeah. it wasn't like. Because you um, do it all at once. So it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all happening at the same time. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, I would say, I think for me, once I got into foster care and I started living at different homes, I started relying on like writing my experiences. I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of like just writing. And so um you know, that's kind of what started like the artistic standpoint. So I was just like mimicking some of my favorite artists growing up at the time, you know what I mean? Um I'm much older, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to date myself, but like you know, like like Snoop, Wu-Tang, you know, um, Redman, like, you know, these are artists that I grew up listening to that I was like, I just wanted to be like. Yeah. And so I started like just inserting my name in their songs, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how, that was like the seed. And then like, um, it became a neighborhood thing. Like, you know, everybody in Arbor Glen, um, they kind of knew like, you know, I would make these mixtapes, but it was just kind of circulating in 
the neighborhood. Yeah. Like I was really nervous because a lot of people only knew me because of basketball. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, man, you know, it's so the basketball thing stopped. You know, um, the associate head coach for Brown University is my best friend. Yeah. Uh, his name is TJ Sorrentine. So Coach Sorrentine, that's my brother right there. He was around when I decided that I wanted to do music. Um, in the summertime, we would train. He played at UVM and uh, the University of Vermont. And he was extremely successful. And uh, so in the summertime, we would train. And then one summer, man, I just decided like, yo, you know, this is where I want my passion to be, which is music. And one day I just didn't want to go work out because we were mm-hmm. doing it. I mean, we'd work out before, you know, before basketball camp started, you know, school and things of that nature. And even when I was at URI, like, it, you know, I was like writing songs, but still keeping it to myself. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided one day I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to like really like be a musician because I felt like that's where my passion was lying. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it started. Yeah. So for me, um, I went to Rick my first two years. My the, my freshman year was kind of like the pandemic when everything was starting, so yeah. I didn't really get to outlet myself and what I wanted to do. Sure. So um, right now I'm a sports broadcaster at URI, so I do all the stuff on ESPN. Uh, Stevie Mac still over there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, that's yep. like my guy. Yeah, really? Yeah, Stevie Mac. Stevie Mac, like he was around like during the time. He's the man. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. Like he 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 did a lot for me. Him and his brother, you know, his brother was my basketball coach. Oh, I gotta let him know that I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few more games left this season. I'll definitely run into him. Sure. Um, but yeah, so uh, somebody you remind me of. I don't know if you know him or if you guys ever crossed paths. Because um, I was a broadcaster at Rick, and I called a few of his games before uh, he graduated. Uh, Keyshawn Jacobs. He goes by uh, KJ Smooth. No, um, you know he, he's from. Oh, I should know where he's from. I had him on my podcast. I should know where he's from. I can't. Oh, Lynn Mass. That's where he's from. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he's kind of he does like the same type of things that you I mean, he's still trying to pursue that basketball career. Yeah. But I can tell that his music and you know, it's not that it's like taking over his life, but he's really good at it. He's a sure. good he's a good artist. So oh, I mean, dope. <laughs> it's like you guys have like the same kind of uh I wouldn't say career paths, but the same interests and the same type of, you know, things that like, you know, that he went through, you, you yeah, went through, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... Oh, that's dope. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, for sure. I know mm-hmm. he's, he's a big fan of it. He's always supported and his father and his family as well, so that's... Oh, dope. That's dope. They've, they've been following me the whole career and everything, so... Oh, it's cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to, like, uh, your, your playing days and everything like that, um, again, we'll get into the, the Friar stuff a little bit uh, yeah. later, but um, obviously that playing career sparked, you know the voice over in everything that you've been doing in your career. So, yeah. you know, explain a little bit on how you, you, uh, you know, started playing ball in college and like where, where you were going to go, like what that, that career path and that mindset was like after high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always, I mean, um, again, that, that whole looking back, I, I, I believe that I had the Mamba mentality before yeah. it was even a thing. Like I was, I would, um, I mean, I was maniacal about you know the 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 work ethic you know and about putting in work like even to this day there 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 are elements that I still apply to music and to other you know aspects of my life that I that are strictly that are um derivative from basketball my basketball playing days I mean I was uh I would sneak into alumni hall at Providence College um and work out train and it got to a point where the coaching staff at the time they they knew who I was like they 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 realized that me and my friends we weren't trying to 
caused trouble. Mm. Like we really wanted to play. We yeah. really wanted to play. Not just play, but like work on our game. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So I mean there were days I would sleep in alumni hall. Um there, you know, even uh at St. Ray's, you know, I was I would say uh, you know, so I had like two champion two championship rings. Uh we won it ninety nine and two thousand and uh two thousand I got the um I got MVP of the championship game mm-hmm. and uh I was I wasn't as good academically as I probably should have been. So there were I was a little undersized, like we had such a small team. So like my hope was to go, you know, prep school after and do a P a, a PG year. Um but uh that didn't really work out and you know and the way I wanted to. And so I ended up going to URI through talent development. And I was like a preferred walk-on. And um, at the time, uh, there was a coach named Tom Garrick. Yep. Um, yeah, who's a legend. Yeah. You know, a legend. He went to the NBA. Uh, one of the few um, athletes that to, to go to the NBA from Rhode Island. They just had, not to cut you off, but they just had the uh, their jerseys like... That's right. Up. Yeah, the, the the Hall of Fame game was Silk. on Saturday. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, Silk and yeah. Uh, Kenny Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. So I I had his I I was a big Tom Garrick fan. Mm-hmm. You know I had his picture on my in my dorm and whatnot. And so I I worked hard. I trained. I trained. I trained. And um, this is no exaggeration. No exaggeration. But like when it came down to like preseason workouts and stuff like that, like I I, I came in first in everything. Like just like. You know, whether it was like running, uh, you know, you know, doing 17s, hitting the track, you know, I, I was just like, I, like they respected like, oh, this kid, he, he really wants it. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, that team, we were just we were we were extremely bad. <laughs> you know, um, this is me, Zach Marbury, Tavares Bell um, right before Dewan came. You know, Dewan Robinson, who's, yeah. you know, uh, uh, one of the greats over there. You know, he's my brother right there. But, yeah, so we played and, um, you know, I've always just been a, a just a workhorse. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody who, like, when I put my mind to something, you know, I'm going to do it. And so with basketball, man, I just think um, that is the – that is a safe space for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it really opened up a lot of doors. That's how I met Stevie Mack. That's how mm-hmm. I – you know, I travel the world, like, you know, like, so I, I owe a lot to basketball. So did Steve help you in uh, your voiceover career, like, after college, or how, what's that? Nah, so you want to know how I got, yeah, so so that's funny, man. So this this is how I, 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 I entered that world. It was very serendipitous, man. Um, so what happened was, uh, so now, um, you know, it's such a interesting timeline, but now I'm, yeah. I'm out of college. Right. Um, I'm doing my thing, you know, musically. Um, uh, this is around the time the blog era, you know, yep. is, is you know, so now we don't really need DJs and, and, and whatnot. We're putting our music out on the blogs and gaining traction that way. So mm-hmm. I was doing my thing and I started booking uh, college gigs. So I, I had like a, a college tour and um, PC was on the was on was on the route. Yeah. And um they had me do their late night madness. So I performed at late night madness um and killed it. So this is before so 
you know, Late Night Madness was at Alumni Hall. So it wasn't, you know, at the amp like it is now and such a big spectacle and whatnot. So this is um, Coach Tim Welsh is uh, is the coach. And, um, you know, I performed and did my thing, bro. Like, you know, I rocked out. And so afterwards, you know, they're like, hey, man, you know, we like the way that you engage the crowd. Would you want to audition for in-game host? So I'm like, yo, you know, I rap. <laughs> like, I don't have any experience. But they were like, look, we'll do like a trial and error and it'll be you. Um, there was an announcer for the Connecticut Sun and there was a radio host. So it was like three of us and they gave us um, they gave us the script and we started uh, and, and like we would have to do hits in the game. Um, and then, you know, they would assess how we would do. So I had no experience and I just would study like Stuart Scott and like like Mario Lopez. And like I would just try to get certain inflections and things of that nature because I knew like, you know, rapping and performing is much different, you know, than uh, like hosting and, and whatnot. But I've always been, you know. Uh, you know, I have a good inflection and I can speak well and things of that nature. But, you know, there are some elements that I just didn't know. And so, you know, the rest was history, man. And, you know, I'm in season. This is my f- 15th season. Wow. Yeah. Being the in-game arena host. So I've been through Tim Welsh, Keno Davis, and now, um, you know, the legendary Ed Cooley. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's incredible. I mean. You know, I remember I remember going to Friars games when I was little. I mean, I don't like make you sound old or anything, but like you might as well now. You know what I'm saying? But, um, man, 15 years ago. Well, I'll say I was what five? I think 15 years ago. Oh so, my I mean, gosh! Um, yeah. but like, yeah, like I would just always, I would always remember you being there, always, you know, bringing that um excitement and, and yeah. joy to the crowd. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. And and for someone like me trying to get into like uh you know I guess a, a broadcasting business sure. and yeah um. I was the in arena voice for Rick uh, when I did uh, like broadcasting there. So oh, I was, that's dope. I would do a public address for you know if I wasn't on a call for a game, I would do that. You know, yeah. I, would, I would do the lineups and everything. <clears throat> Obviously, the Murray Center is nothing compared to the Amp. You know what I mean? But, but still, it's all yeah, exactly. It's all levels, exactly, man. Nah, exactly. I, I respect it for sure. And I, for you know, for someone like me, and you know, for someone like you giving advice to people like me, like yeah. uh, I wanted to know: was there ever a time, you know, maybe earlier, even like midway through, like where you would, uh, you know, maybe started over a word or like messed up or something what? like that like oh to this day like what what's something that really sticks out to you from, from oh that my experience? gosh oh man i'll give you i'll give you one so there was one time man we had a game and it was um you know there, there are certain games as you know that you know it, they just they're more meaningful right? oh, for sure. like you know so I, I i think we were playing like pittsburgh um and they were number one at the time mm-hmm. sold out and uh, so we had to do a hit. We had to do a hit, and it was. Uh, it, I had to mention like a law office. Like it was, it was a. It was like a. Um, the hit is like an ad, right? Or like an ad read or something like that. Like a, like an ad read, but like an encore presentation. Okay. All yeah. right. So it was like an encore presentation. So we were, uh, you know, honoring somebody. Hmm. So I'm I'm doing the read, man, and then I just froze, like just like just like legit froze, like everything stopped. And like my the you know my supervisor was just like yo, 
Harry, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, and I just like, oh my God, like I froze for like, it was like the longest five seconds, like ever, you know what I mean? Mm. These things happen. I think, you know, um, if you're, if, if you really want to do this, just review the tape, you know, study, 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 you know what I mean? I think the advantage that you have, you know, over me is that you, you, you go to school for this. Yeah. You, you, you know, there, there's, there are certain formalities, you know, that I had to learn later on, um, you know, in order to, you know, I came in straight off hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no experience to this no, at all. Yeah. No experience, like no experience. And I'm blessed. And so, you know, a couple of things that, you know, have happened ever since, you know, I did USA basketball. Um, I was a finalist for the Celtics a couple of years ago, 2017. Um, and then, you know, just a, a bunch of other stuff like baseball, like, like I just, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been an, an incredible ride. So, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, those things are going to happen. Don't beat yourself up and just keep it pushing. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier, too, when you came. Uh, what what has been your favorite game you've been a part of so far? There are so many, man, especially in recent years. The, just the way I think I, I don't I don't know if there's a specific game that I can answer. What I can say is I'm extremely proud of how the culture has grown mm. at Friartown. You know, there was a time where we would have to, um, you know, incentivize students to attend games. You know, um, the 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 Friar fan now is extremely diverse. You know, before there was there's a there's such a rich history, and so a lot of the Friar fans were like, you know. Um, from the Marvin Barnes era, they were just yep. older, you know what I mean? And so there, there was sort of a disconnect. There were definitely growing pains. But now, man, I mean, we have elements of tailgating, mm. you know, yeah. before before games. Like, you know, I mean, they're, 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 and, and it's not just for Big East Conference. It's for non-conference. It's for, it's for whether it's, uh, you know, um, uh, I don't know, uh, LaSalle, you know, yeah. or Villanova. Like, it, it just runs the gamut. And so, for me, I'm proud of the culture and, and the rituals that, you know, I, I, you know I've been able to, um, you know, bestow in addition to DJ Finesse, Coach Cooley. It's a collective. Now, a Friar game now is, it's it's like an event. Yeah. It really is like an event. So, I mean, to go from, you know, having to, you know, incentivize students with pizza to, you know, now we have, you know, both student sections and we're, we're sold out. I mean, I'm, I'm truly grateful to be a part of it. Yeah, for sure. And I've I'm, I'm been trying to get some of the PC guys on for sure. Like, um, talk about, like, generations and how, like, the fan aspect has changed. Like, yeah. I had uh, Ernie on, mm-hmm. like, one of my first, first episodes, like uh, – Oh, that's what's you know, up. The, uh, I forget what the connection was there, but he, you know, was willing to do it, and um, you know, we obviously had to do it over Zoom, and yeah. he was on like a phone or something. So like <laughs> halfway, <laughs> halfway through the podcast, he's like, you know, looking at the phone like this, half his face is, in it. but like I still used it because like he he gave yeah. good stuff, but it Word. was just like, you know, you know, looking at like that generation, and they were just honored too the other night, right? Yeah, they were honored just the other night. Yup, the um, it was the 50 year anniversary. Of the seventy three five final four team, yeah, yeah I mean those, yeah. those guys are just legendary. I mean, a lot of people of don't even know. Like Ernie D was an uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, like, no, played, Ernie played D with, was a he was a beast, man. Mm, yeah, like they just played with like legendary guys, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 
But again, like back to that, like that fan aspect. Um, have you ever had any like, kind of like interactions with fans? And like, uh, you know, obviously, good, there's been obviously a ton of good interactions. But has there ever been like a negative interaction that you kind of had to stop anything? Yeah, or something nah, like that? nah. Actually, it's been it's been 100, man. It's been it's been extremely. I I, I honestly can say that you know the the Fry Town has embraced me with open arms. I mean. You know, especially to be able to go this long, you know, outside of Ed Cooley, I'm probably the second most recognizable face on that jumbotron. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so, you know, for, for them to, you know, like, like you said, you know, there are people that grew up, you know, with with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I, I just sometimes I'm like in awe. So, yeah, you know, thank God I, I, I haven't had any negative interactions. What's like the favorite? The, your most favorite part of this job so far that you've been a, man be able to be a part of it. I think just being able to um, provide a sense of comfort, mm. right? At this point, we're talking about a brand you can trust, right? Like so, at this point, it's like okay, you know, when 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 Harry gets on the mic, it, you know, like you're in for a good time. You know that you know whether we're winning or losing. Like you're still gonna be committed and connected to the game because of you know um, whether it's a contest, whether it's you know um, you know the dance cam or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're you're really gonna have a good time, and so I, I'm super. I'm I'm blessed. I, I don't take it for granted at all. Yeah, and um, like going through that uh, that process, obviously it opened the door for a lot of different opportunities for yourself as well yeah so um you know just elaborate on that like what other jobs were you able to get through this one and like how does uh you know how do you just take each opportunity like you know then do it to the best of your ability because it obviously like i said it opened doors for even more things so just talk about like uh again other opportunities that you're able to get through this gig yeah man i mean i, I look at it i mean it, <clears throat> the opportunities come in different ways you yeah. know um sure. there are op- you know the 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 networking yeah. You know, the, the, the successful people that I've met, the expensive conversations that I've had. I mean, I just got asked to uh, to a golf outing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, like th- those types of interactions, you know, it's a it's a different type of conversation. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just meeting, you know, so many different people that have different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? I'm such like a. I'm very much a sponge and an observer. You know what I mean. Um, ironically, I like to listen. You know, than than yeah. than talk. You know what I'm saying. So in that respect, that's that's what's been beneficial. Just the level of relationships. You right. know what I'm saying. Um, but then, like you know, um, just recently last year, you know, I did um, the USA basketball. Uh, I did a USA uh, basketball Red Bull event mm-hmm. at uh, the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. And uh, that was directly um, because of uh, PC, um, and that was that was dope because it was it was different. It's the international game, yeah. and um, you know, so uh, being able to do that, and um, they asked me to come back, so super excited about that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just you know. The way that I've been able to infuse my artistic, you know, um, um, element into the into the basketball into this world, um, I've done a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. Um, I've you know, um, you know, done like you know, I've I've 
written raps for the season, you know what I'm saying, yeah. for the team, you know, done commercials. Um, so I think in that realm, you know, it there was a there was a moment in time where it was a lot of that stuff was like siloed. Yeah. But now, you know, there might be a fan that'd be like, yo, Hope. And then there might be somebody that'd be like, yo, Harry. Like, and right. it's all the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that duality um, is what I really appreciate the most. Like, like the way that Friartown and just like the sports marketing team, they recognize the many talents just like you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, okay, how can we use this? So they might use one of my songs off my album in one of their, you know, content pieces. And so it it just drives, you know, um, it drives interest into, you know, the John Hope aspect of my career. And so it, I just make it, I just make it all work. But yeah, that, that's, that's one of the things that I really appreciate. I feel like that segues into the next question like perfectly because you know we obviously started with music uh, yeah. when we first started talking, but um, you know where's that name John Hope? Where does that stem from? And like uh, again, just elaborate a little bit more on that music background and how you know you just kept with it over the years of doing so many different things. Yeah, so um, so John Hope, the the way that came about was because um, so when I first you know growing up, people you know my nickname was was Jeezy. Like so, if you if you yeah. if you know like if you really know me, if you grew up with me, you you know people know that they call me yo Harry Jeezy or Jeezy, and then so that was my initial rap name, and then obviously Young Jeezy came out, and I had to I had to switch it up. Yeah. So I wanted something that I could use um, that I didn't have to change because I had interest into acting, I had interest. Um, even like as a host, right? I still can use John Hope, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't want anything that was so, you know, different. And so um, I'm a positive person. Um, I'm a hopeful person. I'm an optimistic person. And hope is the state motto. And so when I look at like some of my favorite actors or some of my favorite entertainers, you know, Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx, Brad Pitt, you know, they had these names. Those aren't their real names. So I was just like, yo, John Hope. Like, mm. And that's kind of how it, it, it came about. And um, yeah, man, it's been it's been great. I just recently did a Pepsi commercial, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, uh, it was as John Hope, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I did a Super Bowl Pepsi commercial. Um, you know, uh, I did some, some other, like, acting... Um, roles and even some of some some personality roles and i show up as john hope i show up as my authentic self you know what i mean like do they do they know that your real name isn't john hope or like that's just how you that's just kind of how i i you know like that's kind of how i lead with you know what i mean yeah yeah you know um but yeah you know i I, like just no different than 50 cent and curtis jackson you know what i'm saying so um, it, it's just more of you know that you know one is much more famous, but you know um, my 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 portfolio is growing, and um, yeah, I got some really cool stuff that I, that's coming you know this year that I think will will change that narrative you know very shortly. No, I, I know I can't wait to see it. I yeah. mean, uh, you mentioned about the Super Bowl commercial. I mean, I didn't even that was, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I, yeah. obviously it's probably like you know the same type of style. It's like an ad read. You bring your your yeah. yourself to it, but yeah, um, was it on? It was like air during the Super Bowl and everything like that or so it was it was released digitally first okay. yeah it was a digital um ad but uh but yeah no I was it was I was full on acting mm-hmm. you know um I, I I did it with some amazing actors and actresses 
and um, it was uh, basically to encourage people to vote for um, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Um, um, so it's 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 if you look on my um, Instagram page, it's uh, one of the pinned profiles, um, one of the pinned posts on my profile. So uh, check it out. But uh, but yeah, you know, um, I, you know, in terms of that, like the acting stuff, that's something that I'm really intentional about. Um, I took theater in high school for a little bit. Um, I, um, I've done tons of background work. So again, it's that notion of, you know, putting in the work, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, did, you know, acting classes and, and, and whatnot. And so, you know, um, I just like to entertain and just want to make people feel good about themselves, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about too, about people that you looked up to as far as like the music aspect of it. Um, yeah. You know, even even in the basketball world as well, has there any ever been an altercation where, or not altercation, but an interaction with uh, you and somebody that you looked up to, and you you know you met them, had a conversation, you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, I think I think um, I met. Um, for me, it was you know, funny enough, I'll tell you, uh, Dewan Robinson. Okay. Dewan Robinson is probably the, the 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 best player I've ever played against. You know, um, that's my guy, um, and we we have a really good relationship. But you know, just watching how extremely talented he is, you know, and the work that he puts in to this day, we have a really good relationship. Um, but he's somebody that I really admire. Um, just you know um, how he's been able to like, you know, he has the same. You know, a you know approach on the court that he does off the court. You know what I mean. Um, but you know, growing up, I mean, a lot of friars. You know, like Jamel Thomas used to be in my neighborhood. Sham God, um, John Lenahan. You know, these are guys that I would like. You know, I'd go to PC games and I was in awe. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So and just watching them. You know, putting that work in the gym. You know what I'm saying. And then you know, there's other guys like Abdul Abdullah. Yep. Um, you know, he went to PC and uh, he was he, he was from Rhode Island, so he would he would actually train me and TJ. Um, so I learned a lot from him. And there's you know um, Curtis McCants, um, another Rhode Island uh, legend that uh, went to George Mason University. Um, but yeah, you know, so those guys are the guys that I looked up to from a basketball standpoint and just developing hard work. And then there are some like um, not necessarily. Um, uh, basketball players, but coaches. Like fun fact, I actually just tweeted about this. But Mike Malone, Coach Mike Malone for the yeah. Denver Nuggets, was a mentor of mine when I was growing really? up. Yeah. So um, when I used to sneak in the gym, he was an assistant coach under Pete Gillen, um, and he, you know, I would I would sneak in the gym, man, and he would just take me and my friends and like he would work on our game and just kind of give us life gems and stuff like that. Leave us tickets for the games. Um, wow. him and coach Alexis Sherrod. Um, and then, um, Bob Walsh, Bob Walsh is, uh, was an assistant at PC and, uh, he actually used to coach at Rick mm-hmm. and was very instrumental in making Rick the powerhouse that it was for division three or like in the, in the early two thousands, you know what I mean? And then he ended up, uh, coaching at Maine. He was a huge, huge inspiration. He actually helped me once I, once I transferred from URI to Virginia Union. He actually is the one who helped me get to Virginia Union because I was like, "Yo, man, I just wanna, I still wanna play," and um, I wasn't as uh, 
you know, like I said, I wasn't as committed to my, you know, school as I, as I was, as I am now. But, um, you know, so those guys, Mike Malone, um, Bob Walsh, like they, they really stick out to me. On the music aspect, like anybody that, um, you know, along those same kinds of lines that inspired you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, big Nipsey hustle, uh, big Nipsey hustle fan. Um, I met, I met, I I mean, I've been on tour with Nas, that was fun. Um, Static Selector, um, you know, being on tour with him, I learned a lot. Um, and just traveling, just traveling. Like, you know, wh- what I do appreciate is seeing um, some of your biggest artists, like, I was around, like, through their development. Like, when I was living in Atlanta, I had signed a production deal. And the um, the, 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 the manager... Um, my manager at the time was running a studio and, um, I remember the first time that I went to the studio, I actually met Drake, met Drake. He was recording his first album. Thank me later at that studio. That same night, Big Sean was upstairs, Killer Mike, Cy High the Prince. Like it was just this studio where everybody was recording. I remember like having dinner with J. Cole. So like, these are like guys like... You know, obviously these are like mega stars, but to be able to have that type of conversation and just see like their process was extremely inspiring. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, like I remember, um, I remember like we would, we were watching, um, Soul Train and eating like, like soul food dinners, you know what I'm saying? And like, it was like me, J. Cole, um, Boss, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like really dope to see. Like, this was right when J. Cole first came out when he signed with Rock Nation and Jay-Z, and he was working on his first album. So, yeah, you know, just those types of experiences, you know, are dope, man. Mm, for sure. And for me, like, I've met a few people in the sports business. And, yeah. You know, not that I've lost that, like, starstruck, like, feeling when I meet these people, but it's it's more so uh, humbling for me to be in the, in that presence. Exactly, man. Um and but at first, obviously, when you first meet like your first like either idol or whoever it is, you're yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Like that's right there, you know what I mean, right there. Yeah. But um, you know, like for someone like me, like I met Kevin Harlan. Uh, yeah. Probably, I think it was like last month. I went because I'm a I'm a big Knicks fan, so we, yeah. we went to go see Celtics Knicks, and we were, we were right behind the hoop. And uh, I had Sean Grandy, the play by play guy for the Celtics on okay. the radio. I had him on my podcast and. Um, cause I worked at 98.5, the sports hub over the summer. Okay. Um, and you know, we had that little bit of a connection. We went back and forth and he, he was able to hop on an episode and, you know, I mentioned, Hey, I'm, I'm Cam from the podcast. He's like, Oh, of course I remember you. I remember you. Yeah. And then he brought over Kevin Harlan and I was like in awe. Like, That's in awe. What's like up, man. this is the voice of 2k right here. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know, you know, I just took a stand. Obviously it was a little short conversation, but yeah. Um, you get a photo or. Not not with no. Kevin Harlan, okay. with Sean I did, but okay. I actually have a video. I'll show you after. Yeah, we uh, I shook Sean's hand, and then Kevin Harlan was like right there, and he shook my hand too. And really, that's yeah, dope, man. It was crazy, but yeah, yeah, you know that's. I feel like that's why you do it. You know what I mean? It's like it's so cool to have those kinds of interactions, and yeah, um, obviously people that go through this and they want to pursue it sometimes they kind of like fall off track a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone that is trying to stick with the path, like what for you? How do you keep your mindset fresh to always uh, get better and better every single day yeah i think i think you have to celebrate the small wins right so so it's extremely important to um really you you know have macro goals yeah right but but really like 
break down those micro goals and celebrate those small wins to kind of keep you going. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for me, um, that's kind of how I stay committed because a lot of people, they want to get into this, they start out and then they realize like, yo, this is work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? In any arena, whether it's, you know, podcasting, content based, me with, with, with music and entertainment and things of that nature or whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's work to be done and, we live in such a culture where we're so fascinated and enamored with the end result. Yeah. And um that's that that's what's the disconnect. You really have to fall in love with the process. And those are cliches, but the way I see them is is really celebrate those milestones. Like whether it's like, you know, um you may not get that Celtics gig, but you got like you know, you're working at the Murray Center and it's like an upward trajectory. You're yeah. inching towards that. So you like don't just focus on the Celtics gig. Focus on like, yo, I the got moment. this. Yeah, I got this gig. You know what I'm saying? So um I think that for me has been able to um alleviate some of the outward pressures. You know, whether it's like, you know, people that you know, because people like to put time and expiration dates on things. I don't do that. You yeah. know, I, I like I'm this is what I'm going to be doing. And I've and I've been able to cultivate, you know, a lifestyle for me and my and my daughter. You know what I mean? And um, I live comfortably and whatnot. But a lot of people, they think just because you're not Jay-Z or you're not on the TV 24 seven, that there's no ability to make a living and and they quit. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So I think just celebrate those milestones, man. Mm, and. You know, for someone like you being an entrepreneur, doing so many different things. Yeah. And again, like I said, getting better at it every single day yeah. as the process goes on. Like um, one kind of final thing I wanted to ask you is uh, like for someone like me, too, like I kind of I have that tendency of like, all right, I feel like I'm doing too many different things. But it's like at the same time, it's like, no, that's good. You stay busy and yeah, you know, yeah. stick with it. But um, <clears throat> have you ever got, you know, even probably not now because you're so used to it, but ever get overwhelmed or like, you know, does your time scheduling ever like, yes. cross paths and, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So now at, at this stage in my career, um, I'm, I'm really focusing on efficiency. Mm. So efficiency is a thing for me. So it's about like, okay, like, you know, is this thing going to, where's the value? Because again, a lot of people just like focus on monetary value, monetary compensation. But to me, like, me and you now, we got a relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We tapped in. You know what I mean? So um, I think people just have to look at things in in, in, in different ways. But um, efficiency is my, is my goal now. Like, how can I work smart, not harder? But I think, like, you know, for someone like yourself who's, like, still building, like, yeah, be open to those opportunities. Be open to doing, a, you know, different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the trial and error aspect. As you... As you get older, as the, you know, you become much more successful. Your level of discernment will be even better. You'll be able to discern. You know what? This ain't for me. Let me. I did that already. Let yeah. me. You know what I mean? And you'll kind of like sort of chip away and focus on what what it is you need to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and don't let anyone discourage you from being a multi passionate person. Mm -hmm. Like you can be passionate about mul you know multiple things. Mm -hmm. I think we're so fixated on you have to do one thing or whatever. Like it you know, for me it's been music, it's been, you know, um um multimedia, it's been education, it's been hip hop, like you know what I mean? And for me, now I have like a vertical integration of all these things. Like, you know, and, and they work for they work 
you know, in, in different ways, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for sure. And like you said, like that connection, now we have a connection and we, like, I'll say what's up to you at prior games exactly. and stuff like that. Like, you see what I'm saying? I think that's the coolest thing about <laughs> not even just a podcast, but just the, again, the, the entrepreneur yeah, world, you know, right, right. like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh rapper, uh, little skies, he's mm-hmm. a little, um, kind of underground rapper a little yeah. bit, but, uh, he's like, honestly, one of my favorite rappers what? That's and what's up. his, his DJ, uh, DJ Rello. I mean, he, he's a huge fan of the show and, I um I had him on uh, let me think a couple probably like a couple months ago, and you know we were te- we were like I was like I've been listening to him I've been following him since I was like in middle school and like to have what? the opportunity to look at that talk to him you know yeah. what I mean it's it's insane that's a win bro yeah like <laughs> and then like he he brought me out to Philadelphia for like a live show and no like, way we went me and my boy went on like the stage and we got to like you know chill with him there oh like, yeah it was insane and I'm like if I can just keep up with it and be consistent you know I don't know I never know where it's gonna take me exactly so, and and so. if you if you just have that level of openness and like you know like don't be so fixated on the outcome like yeah. you're gonna like stuff like that is gonna happen like right. now and what it is is it, it validates that what you're doing is 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 working mm. all you have to do now is just increase the frequency of it right you know what yeah. i'm saying like that's it just keep it keep it going keep it going you know what i'm saying and 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 those are that's what i mean like celebrate those small wins you know what i'm saying that's not i'm not saying that's a small win but i'm just saying like now you know that that's like oh okay i can get even bigger than that i can yeah, get yeah. there we go man exactly. you know what i'm saying <laughs> you already know bro you I know appreciate what I'm it man i mean <laughs> i think we covered everything from your career path and uh thank you man now the main question for myself is what to call you from here on out. Uh, do I go John Harrison Harry? Hope you got so many different names. Trying to think of uh, yo man, I think I think it's it's just whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like I mean, every day you know people just say hope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just like yo, what up, hope? Like you know what I mean? But um. Yeah, it's what it's it's whatever. Like you know, they're all valid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're all valid, but um, but I think you know, generally speaking, they just say hope. Yeah, hope or Harry. Like you know what I'm saying. All yeah. right, we'll close out with that. Hope. I appreciate <laughs> you for coming on. Is there anything you want to close out? And again, what'd you think of the podcast too overall? No, I love it. I love it. You did your research, man. Yeah. It was it was it was dope. It was it was just good conversation, man. Again, um. For me, I just look at these as opportunities just to to build, yeah. and you know, for one day my daughter can listen. You know what I'm saying? And she she knows like her dad was was really him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Again, I appreciate you for coming down. Thank and you, man. This episode will be out. Um, I'm open tomorrow. I'm probably gonna edit it everything tonight. Oh, word! That's It'll be out saying. on all platforms. Like you guys already know, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. So make sure to subscribe and hope you wanna. Close out on anything, like I said, anything to Nah, out. just thank you for having me, man. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you guys in the next episode, man.